What's up? Welcome to episode three of Audacity. I'm your host, Jason C. Bass. And as some of you might know, uh, because I put this on the Audacity Instagram, you know, I had a whole script written for this. I was ready to go. I had a completely different topic. But something is happening right now in social media and in popular culture that I just could not let slide by. It's a hot topic, so I had to address this. And professionally, this is how all of this connects to me. I am the director of culture and programming for the Thompson Hotel in Atlanta, Buckhead. I live in Atlanta. I also love food, so there's that. Another thing is, I'm one of the founders of a pop-up dining series called The Night Brunch that was started back in Baltimore in 2018 and 19, alongside DJ Impulse, and it's heavily supported by, of course, the one and only Dante Johnson, the GM of the uh, the Thompson Atlanta Buckhead Hotel, right? So there's a lot here, right? And recently, Keith Lee came to Atlanta. If you don't know Keith Lee, something's wrong with you. You're not paying attention. You ain't on the internet. Your, your, your algorithm is, is has betrayed you. But um, but definitely check it out. I'll make sure I link uh, his his social media accounts in the show notes. Uh, he comes to Atlanta and he does what he does. He does food reviews of small black owned businesses. I mean, well, restaurants specifically, just to get him some some attention and um, and their honest reviews. Well, you know this this particular visit to a city, uh, it just it just didn't go as well as some others, right and. And Atlanta is is rich with culture, um, entrepreneurship, and just like just like so much is going on here. It's the black mecca, right? That's what they've been saying. And I gotta agree, something special is happening here. And I actually think the food scene here is good. I don't know why people give it a hard time. But anyway, the the reviews were not necessarily harsh, but it just exposed a lot of the service issues or experience problems with the experiences that customers have when they try to support some of these businesses here in the city. And then, you know, it basically just set everything on fire from that point. The memes are crazy. They're hilarious. They're dead wrong, but they're also absolutely right. And I'm here for both of those things, right? That's just, that's just how it is. It's how it is. It's, it's cool. Let's just, let's just understand that. And this, and keep in mind, this came, these reviews came or Keith Lee visit, his visit came a week or so after the Michelin Guide had finally come to Atlanta and, you know, highlighted some of the restaurants and gave the notoriety and, like, validation that the food scene didn't necessarily need but wanted. And, um, you know, everybody was celebrating that. Um, But, yo, things change, man. Like, an influencer slid in with over 14 million followers at the time across all the different platforms. And yo, gave a different perspective, right? And and both of these things need to exist, right? Those institutional kind of you know situations that you know uh, bring some light and and accreditation to people who work in the food industry from that that space. But then there's also the influencers who kind of have the voice of the people and the ears of the people, and they can move and build. They can move communities and build communities, right? There's that. Now. Culturally, you know, we love our people and the the food itself is a love language. We're also incredibly loyal to our barbers, our hairdressers, churches, and and also like whatever restaurant cooks the best version of the meals that we love, right? We all know this to be true. And just focusing on like the barber experience, um, because that's something that has just ailed me forever, 
Um, we'll give all kinds of passes to our barbers, right? They'll have us waiting in in the in the in, you know out in the lobby for like an hour past whatever time they told us to show up. They might even let somebody else slide in front of you for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter to you. I mean, yo, it it doesn't mean they don't even have to be celebrities. It could just be like, yo, my man. He missed his appointment. He's gonna he's just getting you know an easy Caesar. Like it's not gonna take long. You know whatever, whatever. But it's a complete disrespect of you know my schedule or the person that's waiting schedule and everybody else behind us. But you know that's that's just how it is. And this this is this is like let me see. Um, there's solutions for this, specifically in this situation. And I'll point out how this relates to like restaurants too. There is technology. That allows barbers to to create a, or like offer a reservation system. They just don't want to manage it, and like they'd rather do that and keep that kind of like experience going, uh, even though there's a better option that exists. Just because we'll accept it, right? And this is the reason that I haven't gotten a haircut since 2019. And yo, know, to be real, which I didn't even know my hair could grow like this, right? So like, yo, know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just keep rocking. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I miss the, the community culture of a barbershop, but I hated the culture of bad service in a barbershop. These are two very, very different things. And, yo, like, there's a lot to be covered in a conversation like this that is a part of the culture that we don't discuss enough, especially from a service perspective. And, like, yo, working in hospitality has really exposed that to me, like, really made some of those things... Um, you know, it kind of brought them to the service and make them really loud to me. So it stands out more to me than I think other people really understand where we, that don't understand it, you know, they kind of just dismiss it, but we're going to explore some of those things. So let me start here. Let me start with how the, the, just overall, how the customer plays a role in what happens in the black restaurant and the, the whole service element of it, right? I'm not going to talk directly about, you know, how the restaurant needs to do this or do that. Like there's a there's a lot of conversations about that out there right now. But, you know, we the customer and we all play a role, but the customer plays a role. Right. And and let me explain this a little bit more. So here's the positive side of this. And it's all relatively positive for the most part. So I should have probably used a different word. But the customer contributes to the black restaurant experience in a few ways. Right. More. But just these ways, I'm going to highlight this. Like, we know how important it is overall to support a black-owned business. So we, we're out there more than ever. We are driving our attention towards this. You know, we're, it's it's just something that I think is going to stick around in a way that has never been done since, like, the civil rights movement. We're going to continue to be there for our business owners. This is great, right? A lot of us are becoming business owners now. So it's incredible. Let's let's see more of that. We also know how difficult the entrepreneurial journey can be. And we give grace as the business continues to grow. All right. That's a good thing. We go out of our way to support with our money, our attention and our networks because we'll share this information. Right. We're social. We will share this online. We'll show we'll share this in conversations. We'll share it as we're getting our hair cut or we're at the salon getting it done. Whatever. You know, what I mean, going back to that. We'll also keep going. We'll also keep going back to give multiple opportunities, even if the first couple ones weren't that great. We're here for it. And lastly, you know, we'll go out with a group, right? We'll go out with a, it's a group outing. We're out with our friends and we'll go out with our family. 
boom. These are all positive things. Everybody's greater for it. Great. Cool. Check that box. Now, let's go down to the part where we can say that our decisions will sometimes allow for these bad things to happen in the service, in the restaurants, right? And, um, you know, give me some grace on this. As you hear these things, um, here's where I want to start. We, are, we honestly give too much grace while the restaurant is growing. And what I mean by this is like, we can't say anything to the owners because they don't want to hear it. They're tired of like, just like, just everything being so difficult. Like they're hearing it from every, all over the place. Like, you know, just as an entrepreneur, it can become really just daunting, right? To, to try to do something great, provide a great product, but everything is working against you, right? So it's, it's hard to really get the attention of the business owner, uh, specifically when it just feels like it's a lot of negativity. Also, um, you know, we can't say anything publicly because that might hurt the business. And, um, you know, we don't we don't want to we don't want that to be a part of this thing. Right. Because we're, we're here to support it. And so we'll just suffer through the experiences. Right. We'll, we'll kind of like quietly talk about it on the side. Like, man, I was waiting forever. But you know what? It's cool. I got in there. The food was great. And I'm OK with that. So we'll just we'll just suffer through. And. I'll take pictures, you know, the people take pictures, we'll socialize it, like we said, but we never just create space for there to be an opportunity to talk about, you know, what what the what the issues were so they can be improved on. Otherwise, the business owner just, you know, they'll just keep going the way that they've been going, right? And that's that's a problem for us. That's what we're seeing right now. Also, uh, we do too much at the restaurant ultimately, and disrespect the business, right? We, we can't treat, and I'm not saying everybody does this, but I've talked to a lot of restaurant owners. We can't treat these you know, brick and mortar businesses like it's a cookout or somebody's like like their uncle's business or something like that. And it, it's incredible how many times I hear from like black-owned business owners um, or restaurateurs that say, you know, people want to come in and they want to smoke weed inside the building or around the restaurant, right? The parking lot or out front, and yo, not not everybody's into that. Like, there's families that are coming into those restaurants. There's there's people who just might not smoke weed. Whatever it is, like, you know, do that somewhere else, right? We got to stop doing that. And also, like, I've heard from a from a few of the restaurant owners that they've had to call the police multiple times. They don't want to have to do that. Why they got to call police or call security to stop people from shooting dice in the parking lot? Like, yo, we I get this. This is all a part of the culture, but it ain't. It's not. Everything doesn't happen that have to happen everywhere. All these things don't have to be a part of the, these these other experiences. Save that for when you get home or where, or wherever else you're going. But yo, respect the black business and the and the restaurant tours. Cool. All right. We make reservations and then we don't show up. All right. I don't know. How, I don't know if y'all understand how much that can hurt a business if they are expecting. You and a group of three others to come in. They're creating space for you. They're, they're preparing their staff for you. They're like making sure they have enough food to service those people, you know. And if you don't show up, that food could go to waste. The money that they um, that the uh, the wait staff would normally get, they don't receive, right? And they've told other people that they can't sit there because there's a reservation. And then you know, as we know, we've shown up, we've gone to restaurants, and you know, we might like try to come and get a table without a reservation and we're like hey sorry we're booked but you're looking at a table across the room we're like what, what about that table that table might 
be reserved. And, and, and if those people don't show up, you, they miss out on that business altogether, right? So there's that. And there's another thing on that end, but I'm going to save it for this one. But, but that's a problem. We got to understand that that's an issue, right? It, 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 it really negatively impacts the economics of the business, right? So that's, a, that's another thing. Also, you know, some of us, you know, when it comes to tipping, that's that's a touchy subject just in itself. Some of us over tip because of the stereotype. And then, there's some, and then there's some people who just like don't tip at all. Right. And the one and a lot of us, we 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 now understand that the how the wait staff is paid. Right. They don't get a lot of money hourly. They really they really rely on those tips. And of course, if if. You know, they come to your table and it doesn't feel like they're going to be tipped and things like all this food is ordered and they're not at least getting that 20 percent. Then, you know, that's going to suck, man. That's terrible for that person who works, who comes in there every day dealing with people and their issues and food and and alcohol and breath. Like, you, you know what that environment is like. And then to not walk away with, a, a you know, a decent amount of money because they aren't, you know, the customer doesn't want to tip them. That's that's wild. That's wild to me. And. You know, the culture there, you know, we have to figure out because we can't always autograd everything as a business owner, but we also at the same time have to protect our employees. And we also can't throw like additional kind of like expenses on it where, oh no, like that that gratuity right there, that that's a service charge and, and then you gotta tip on top of that. Like, no, nah, we we can't do that either. We we gotta we gotta play it play it straight, right? So there's that and we're gonna get past tipping. So here's the here's the last part. So in a lot of situations, this is this is touchy too. In a lot of situations, we always say, you know, we're not a monolith. We are all different and you know, it's you know, all black people ain't the same, right? But then we complain if someone tries to to create anything that is different, that creates a different experience um, from the popular experience, right? So what that results in is the black restaurateur or business owner restaurateur in this specific case, it results in them having hookah everywhere. You complain about that, but then you want that. The grass walls and a neon sign from a decor standpoint, you know, you want it to look like the other place. Now it does. You know, shrimp and grits on the menu, every single menu, you know, same thing. And then just like, yo, DJs all the time, right? And, you know, I'm with the DJ situation all the time. We got, we got other options. And, you know, every it, it's not always aligned with the brands that these restaurateurs are creating, but they have to, like, adjust whatever their original thoughts were just so they can they can kind of just, like, be aligned with popular culture. And that makes everything just, like, homogenous. It makes it the same. And if you don't know what that word means, you can look it up. I got you. I can also, you know, I got big words. <laughs> so listen, overall, I really think this is our opportunity to change for the better. We had a conversation at the Thompson uh, Hotel in Atlanta Buckhead um, at Tesserae, which is a rooftop cocktail lounge um, that included some of like the most like um, just significant and influential people in the food kind of service and culture space within Atlanta, right? Uh, I'll link something in the show notes to give some details on this. We also got some um, some, some local press to cover it. Um, and, you know, we got an opportunity to really discuss this in depth. And we have some other conversations coming up in the future, but that's one of the reasons why I, I pivoted, you know, what, what I originally wanted to do for this episode and did this instead. 
But I think this is the moment as a customer to vote with our dollars. And, you know, we can give something that's called feed forward, not feedback. Feedback, it looks at things in the past that can't be changed at all, right? And as, you know, you can ask anyone, especially a business owner, if you, if, if you walk up and you say the words, hey, can I give you some feedback? Yo, the brains are just going to shut off. My brain is shut. I, I automatically, I feel defensive, you know? I don't, I don't want your feedback. No, I'm cool. But I can't, I can't also disrespect the, the fact that you want and you want to get, tell me something. You want to share something with me, right? It just, the idea of feedback just comes off as really negative. Now, um, all, like, I believe that all solutions lie in moving forward. And as a customer, you can give your thoughts on the experience that will help with future decisions, not do not and not just dwell on the past mistakes. So you can just let them know you like what they did or you like what they do, I should say. Um, here's the thought on things and how they could be better next time. And, you know, you look forward to uh, being there as the business grows and you'll come back soon. Feed forward. Feed forward doesn't focus on what was done wrong. And instead, it provides something that is positive in the future. Cool? We got that out of the way, right? Um, as you know, I'm super positive. So that one for me just kind of connects in general. Now, uh, it's also a time to put our egos aside as a business owner and receive what the customers are saying, uh, but also create space for the culture to develop not be taken for granted or taken advantage of. If you know that you know we're out here to support you, like just you know, do 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 your best. You know whatever it takes to not only create that best, you know that incredible product that everybody is there for, but go go further. Right, invest in the business. I know you're working on the business, working in the business, but you got to work on the business too. If you know we want to support and patronize, make it very easy for us to do that. Right, provide great service along with that bad product, like I'm saying. And then make us feel welcomed. Put systems in place to deal with these things. Um, and let's give an example. Like, let's say, for instance, like a split check. They have technology for that these days to make it easy for the table itself to manage the check, not the wait staff. And as you know, as a part of the culture, when we're going out, we're going to ask for a split check. Yo, every person probably just gets an individual check. But I've been in a couple of restaurants here in Atlanta where they had a QR code kind of like set up through some kind of system and each person, um, you know, could pay for their own, whatever they ordered with tax and gratuity to this, to where that like their seat number at the table. It like made things so simple. I just paid for mine. Everybody all take care of yourselves. I don't have to write things on the back of a receipt, do long division, none of that. I don't even got to look at you because, you know, you put 99 cents in and you know what I mean? And that's what the check said. And you ain't even want to tip. Now I feel bad. I got to put extra money in because you didn't want to tip. They got systems for this. They got technology for this. So please make it easy for us to patronize your place and do what we would normally do that it doesn't have to be a headache anymore. Right. It's whatever. Now we all to this point, we both play a role in how we create these new cultural norms, and we discard the bad ones. We're still figuring it out. This is a work in progress. We know this. So let's just stop being so harsh on each other. And also, why are y'all giving Keith Lee 
death threats. Like, yo, my man, like to his point, and I don't know if you watch him on YouTube or TikTok or whatever, if he's giving good reviews, not a problem. He's also putting his picture up on the wall in a restaurant saying Keith Lee came here and all of that. If he gives an honest review and it's something that he talks about that doesn't necessarily like, you know, shine the best light on what you have going on, but, you know, it's truthful. Y'all want to give him death threats. Y'all don't want to hear him talk. Y'all want to tam him down. Y'all, you know, that's that's wild to me, man. We got to do better. We have to do better as a culture and as people and just as citizens, right? It's cool. This isn't this isn't meant to like target anybody directly. It's meant to just to just discuss it, right, and explore it, and maybe bring some light to how we move, you know, while we're out, so that we can play a role in whatever that change is going to be. And look. Honestly, talking about this food and talking about everything's got me hungry. I'm, I, like I said, I love the Atlanta food scene already. I can't wait to try some of these places that I haven't been able to go to yet. And there's so many options down here. You know, um, come through, come down and check it out. Send me a message if you need some tips on where you need to go and, and like what you should be checking out. I'm here for it. Like I said, you know, that's what the, that's what the Instagram is for. Shoot me a DM. So, I hope you understand <laughs> what I covered today. I feel like, you know, I touched on the surface of a few really just like delicate topics that exist and how we move, you know, when we're outside of the house. Um, you know, I, I just I do this so that we can we can be our best selves every day. Right. And uh, I hope you hope you liked it. So let me know what your thoughts are. You know, make sure you like it, you share, you comment, you do all the things, you follow. Um, you know, let me know personally again. You know what your thoughts are on this because the goal is after this season. You know, if it works out, I'll go into next season and I'll bring other people into the conversation, doing interviews to people who are you know major figures in different parts of the culture to discuss you know their point of views on how on on, on what we're doing, right? And when I say culture, of course. I'm talking about the black culture, but the culture in general, right? Like, what what kind of like, like, what kind of just behaviors that exist in our in our everyday actions that limit us, that impact us in a negative way, but we hold on to it, and then we we just you know we won't let that go for whatever reason that doesn't necessarily benefit us. So anyway, go into that. So like, share, comment. Um, this is the end of episode three. Episode four will be out next Monday. And uh, I look forward to uh, to y'all listening in. All right. Peace.